Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to Hey, Jeff, a podcast about Survivor, Big Brother, many other pop culture things. My name is Brett. And I'm Danielle. And you know, as Colin Wood or Jersey Fresh 1310 said on Twitter, this could also be called Hey, Aaron. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into our Hey, Aaron. Oh, that's our award season podcast. Yeah. When when our trashy reality shows aren't on, we talk about highbrow pop culture and Ben Affleck movies. Yeah. um, And we're going to talk about some highbrow pop culture, some lowbrow pop culture. We're going to talk about Survivor very shortly. But quickly, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Danielle, I'm going to read a sentence to you. And can you explain to me what it means? Please do. Timothy Chalamet called Zendaya out for her relationship with Tom Holland and its peak bestie. Okay, I can decipher this actually because I speak Gen Z. <laughs> oh, it's, okay. You know, yeah. part of <laughs> part of my job. Yes, yeah, your so, career. So, so Tom, Timmy Chalamet is the current star of Dune, which is about spice. And and he and Zendaya are in Dune together. Zendaya is also in the newest Spider-Man iteration with Tom Holland, who plays (laughs) Spider-Man. And they are actually, they are canoodling. They're canoodling, yeah. In a relationship. So I'm not sure why he called her out for it, but I guess Zendaya and Timmy are BFFs. While Zendaya and Tom are BF, GF. And it, I guess it was just a cutie patootie moment for what all is, three. What is peak bestie? <laughs> I guess it's just it's just peak best friend. Just like, look at these best friends who are contractually obligated to be cute together to make us want to see a movie. Sure. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um I, did, I didn't click on the link. I didn't see what it was. What? Let me just say, I'm ready for this press tour to be over. Nothing against them personally. They're talented kids. Wish all the best for them. But they remind me of younger, like they're like Gen Z, uh, Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. Mm, where it's like, yeah. enough, you two. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You like each other. You had fun making the movie. That's enough. I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm undecided about if I'm going to fire up Dune this weekend or ever. Um, they do can't. seem like they're like, all right, well, we both have our separate relationships. Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya. to Tom Zend- Holland and Timothy Chalamet to any woman who I guess asks or who he asks. Zendaya um, is Michi. She is. <laughs> I think. Um, but there's like. <laughs> Oh, we we always we want to do like scenes from a marriage together, or we want to do we want to do we want to be kissing scene partners, right? Right. We're like we're yes. friends, but we want to be kissing scene partners. Yeah, that's they're, the vibe I'm getting. Well, they're both, you know, they went go back to Juilliard, the Juilliard days. Oh. Also, I just want to note, Brett and I are both drinking a liqueur. He's drinking Pomplamoose Classic, and I'm more on the edge. Whoa. I'm drinking the newer Pastec flavor. What is Pastec? Watermelon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> a, this is a Baja Blast flavor of LaCroix? I moved, and my new corner store, I went from a very low Oh, I supply. saw your TikTok, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went from a low supply neighborhood of LaCroix. To an absolutely thriving corner store full of crazy flavors I've simply never seen before. So I'm, that's, I'm, gent- that's gentrification for you, I mean, Holmes. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches. All right. So let's get into uh, Survivor. This was like a pretty... A lot happened in this episode yeah. in, a, in a kind of surprising way. And I would I will actually just say that there was probably the most drama I've ever seen before a slam dunk eviction. Yeah. Where it's like, Jeannie's going home, right? And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> well, maybe not. I don't know. There's like so this much tears and saying. crying going on. Oh, then Jeannie just does, does, does go home. 
But this is what I was saying last week. Survivor does a really good job of tricking me. Maybe I'm a fool, <laughs> but I'm always I'm always surprised. I always go, "What?" <laughs> like uh, the editing makes me think. I'm like, "Oh, after that fight, there's no way Ricard is staying. He's out of here." And then I was shocked. Should we, when Big Brother returns, Summer Big Brother, should we completely just remove ourselves from? spoilers and stuff and see if we get tricked on a Thursday night. I mean, we should try. It's like Frenchie's making a Frenchie's making a a campaign. He's putting it together. (laughs) I'm willing to. Yeah, I'm willing to test, but not the whole season. Just like a week or two. I mean, it's going to be hard enough for the week to like get off Twitter and mute the hashtags, mute the words, not go on jokers. We should have a pure casuals week. We will. Let's do that the first um, first week or two of yeah. this coming season. We'll see if we can get tricked. And if it's either Survivor just being very good at it and having better editors and producers or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's a fun. Remind us. Hey, listeners, remind us when, <laughs> when uh, BB premieres this summer. Because we're old, so we might forget. <laughs> we're practically as old as... As Shan. Shan the Cribkeeper. I'm the same old age as Shan. <laughs> Brad, has anyone ever, when you revealed your age to someone, has the response ever been, no way, you look so young and kick-ass? <laughs> um, well... In my 20s, any, every time I revealed my age, they were like, I thought you were 35. <laughs> and now, um, if I ever leave the house, which I don't, I'll say my age. and People will be like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I kind of made up that last part. I haven't revealed my age too much. But it seems like it's a yeah. Yeah, I probably look. And, I yeah, probably look, I feel like when I've told people. smell 34. Yeah, when I've told people I'm 33, it's like, Yeah. <laughs> like it's just acceptance. <laughs> it's like, of course, yeah, makes sense. Um, which I'm Sad. fine with. But I just think it, I just love the reaction of like, no way. But you're so young and kick ass because we <laughs> there's no way anyone over 30 could ever look kick ass. <laughs> Liana and Shan, tell you what, that's peak bestie right there. That is, oh my gosh. I was laughing. Well, they did say I didn't realize that the hike uphill was three hours long. What? That didn't That's look like she it said. was that she was long like, of a hike. She said, when you spend three hours hiking uphill with someone, Maybe you really bond. And I was like, holy, yeah, you would. That is a long freaking hike. They do always make it seem very tiring. It do- yeah. I mean, I do not want to do that hike, you know. No, me neither. <laughs> as a as a person in Los Angeles, I, I really, I really feel um, quite you know, removed, quite extricated from the rest of society here because everyone's like, let's go for a hike. And I'm like, fuck no, I don't want to go for a fucking hike. <laughs> I don't want to walk on dirt. That's yeah. every, 95% of people in Los Angeles, their idea of a fun weekend is putting on some dusty sneakers and walking up a hill and then walking down. And there's nothing to see. The hikes are very um, straightforward in Los Angeles too. E- yeah, it's like you're not hiking, you're not seeing a fucking waterfall at the top. No, it's I mean like there's not there's even the like observatory. Yeah, <laughs> and there's run is is running in the yeah, same one. No, okay. it's I mean I think the hill is all connected. And then but. there's like the Hollywood sign. You could hike behind there. Yeah, I mean that's kind of connected to the observatory. I yeah, I've done them all. Let me tell you, I spent a winter in LA once many years ago. We hiked every day, and you and I, I was hiked like, to a, a Whole Foods and we saw Hillary Swank. <laughs> that was the great. That was the best hike I went on in LA. <laughs> Brett and I met up. We went for a walk. <laughs> what are you doing? Are we go for a hike? No, want to go to Whole Foods get some candy, healthy yeah. candy. Kind that of. That is Any- so funny. <laughs> Um, you know, I miss that. I miss those days when Whole Foods was quality. Oh, yeah. Before Bezos took it over and Swank ruined is it. Go- Swank is going to Erewhon now. So if she even I, eats food at all. I know we've really digressed, but can we take just a quick dip into <laughs> yes. Erewhon? I've never been to an Erewhon. So there's more than one. 
There's many. Yeah, there's many. They're all. They're, oh, I yeah. thought there was only one. I have been to one Arahuan. The one at the Grove. The best, the most, the original, whatever that is. Is that, is that, I don't know. I, I've never been to an Arawan. I don't eat health food. I try to eat healthy, but I don't need to spend like $35 for a celery. Well, let me just say, I wasn't that impressed (laughs) by the offerings. I, and listen, I, if there's one thing I'll always spend money on, it's good food, right? So like, oh, yeah. I love treating myself a, to a fancy dinner. Not to get dinner. too dune on you, but but it's the spice of life. Exactly. I, there's like, I really don't care about clothes. I don't care about makeup. I, despite my hot or not rankings of Julie Chen's looks, clothes are not what I like to spend money on. What I, I would like say to spend you dress very, on, I'm sure I would like to say you dress very smart. Thank you. But it's like not... It's, you can do it for not expensive, you know? You don't have to spend a ton of money to do it. But, like, food, you sometimes you got you to gotta go to a fancy place. Sometimes you got to go to, like, it's not fancy, but it's very hip. So I was ready, willing, and able to drop some ding-dong dollars at Erewhon. And I was very disappointed. I was like, this is the same old shit. Like, there's nothing special here. Like, nothing special at all. I just know it's not for me. I just know it's not for me. Like, I want Cheez-Its. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah. want, like, fucking oat, whatever or I want stuff fancy. that doesn't even have sugar in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm open to a fancy, like, healthy version of a Cheez-It. I'm so open to that. But frankly, just go to Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has their oh, yeah. snack version of everything, and it's a million times better than anything you're going to get at either Whole Foods or Arahuan. Well, that's not healthier, Trader Joe's. It's just like we only have one, and we've removed we've removed the idea of choice from this <laughs> equation. We have Trader yeah. Joe's crispy cheese snacks. We have, and, and that's the best. it. Yeah. They're going to be the best. So anyway, sorry, but I just had to talk about that because I've been seeing a lot of Arahuan content recently, and I just needed to say my piece. Okay. Okay. Well. And okay, back to Survivor. We got a couple tweets of people jumping on the Nasir bandwagon. Oh, my god! <laughs> Can I just say, I was there first. I planted my flag first. So I will be gatekeeping. He's mine, ladies. Back off. <laughs> this year, he had a great moment this week. Great moment. Because, okay, I'm still, I'm not going to pretend I understand the rules of how the fucking, like, extra vote works. I don't I know under, that- <laughs> I, there are many things in this episode I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you to explain to me because I didn't no, understand what's going on. No, if it has to do with on. the rules of the game, I don't get it either. <laughs> but I'm just going along with it. But so... Basically, Shan has to say the goofy phrase, or Shan or Ricard has to say the goofy phrase now because Judy's gone. Um, Xander has to say the goofy phrase, so he does it. And then, shocker of shockers, they say it, and this year says his goofy phrase because then they flashback. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. That was great. I'm like, man, these people are going to say it every week. Yeah. And there's always a pause after they say it, and Jeff is like, Wow, you guys are crazy, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> and it's it's super awkward. I'm like, oh my God, these people are fucking starving. I feel I feel for them. And uh yeah, but then yeah, I I love all the flashbacks this season where it's like someone will be doing a challenge and they'll be like, I remember when I was on the farm with my father. <laughs> There's like, well, how do we get a shot of your fucking father on a John Deere tractor? <laughs> Solidarity with the John boycott, Deere workers. Yeah, boycott yeah. John Deere. <laughs> it's the only tractor company I know. <laughs> Monopoly. Uh, so, I, yeah, I know. I loved it. I was like, oh, my God, these people are going to say it. And when are these blue people, these people who are just lounging, they got their fish. They have Nathan climbing up trees for him, doing all this stuff. These people are too lazy to find yeah. uh, a... a uh, an idol because they've just got it all. They don't need to evict anybody. Why, why do I keep calling it evict, by the way? What, what is know. the word? Is it vote out? I guess. Voted off for tribal, Execute. tribal council. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad someone found it. I'm glad it was Nasir. The editing, the surprise element of it was fantastic. It was so good. And his 
He's just so fun. Like he lights up the screen whenever he's on camera. His confessional, he he talked about how he practiced for this by having his daughter hide idols like in their backyard. Like this guy is taking this show seriously. Okay. Oh and, yeah. And that he he also they had a little moment where um, his team was talking about how they they still want to get Erica out um, because she's coming for my girl Sydney, and so they want to throw. And you know Nasir said. I don't throw comps. Usually that kind of attitude annoys me because I feel like it's not taking in full strategy of a situation. But when Nasir says that, I'm like, yes, King, don't throw it. He doesn't have to. He's too good at comps. He just doesn't want that shame on his resume of throwing I think, a comp. Yeah. Well, first of all, backing it up a little bit, you watch American Ninja Warrior. Do they have mm-hmm. Canadian Ninja Warrior? No. No just ninjas American in Canada. One. No ninjas. <laughs> So you haven't seen American Ninja Warrior? I mean, I'm familiar with it, but I don't. You know, sometimes they show like this package of like John Smith is a librarian in Oklahoma, but he built an American Ninja Warrior course in his garage. (laughs) Right, and you see him doing the salmon jump and the vertical stuff in his garage. Nasir is like that for Survivor, but with like a little piece of paper and a tree trunk. Right, that's it. Uh, He's just yeah, he's. He can do it all, this guy. I think that's smart. And what a smile. Oh, my God. Just (laughs) beaming. I think you're, I think, yeah, like, why should they throw a fucking competition? It's easy for Danny and Deshaun to say, oh, yeah, let's throw it. Because you guys aren't going to get voted out. This year's like, I am, I'm one of the, I'm the only person in this tribe where English is not my first language. Like there is a reasonable possibility where if they lose, I know everyone's like, yeah, we're going to get out Erica. We're going to get out Erica. How often does that actually happen? I would say Nasir is, would probably have a greater than, you know, 25, 30% chance of getting evicted. I keep saying evicted, voted out on, you know, a random, tribal council well, right like who knows yeah. what's gonna happen they're like oh we want to get out of erica but then like two hours before they're like oh well, maybe we want to get out of nasir and do like a wacky thing that happens all the fucking time on survivor way more than big brother so why should he and he knows he is probably one of those people he he did that thing i think in, on day one where he called out those the the two guys for like not trying hard enough or like mm-hmm. taking a break during that water challenge like he would probably be the second most likely person to get voted out. That's why I, um, I also love Nasir is that he starts shit. (laughs) 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 Um, But no, a hundred percent. And I think he's self-aware enough to know like, Oh wait, I've been the, I've been the drama. So like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he is the drama. So there, yeah. Like you're saying, there's a strong chance, like they might start thinking they're getting out Erica, but then suddenly everyone realizes, you know, who's caused us some issues and who doesn't go along with our plans. Yeah. Nasir. So, it's really easy for like an alliance of three to be like, yeah, we should throw it because all you guys are going to be saved, you idiots. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I respect it. I respect Nasir not wanting to do that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I also just wanted to give a shout out. I didn't write down exactly what she said, but um, my girl Sydney, again, was like, I don't It was something like, I'm hot and I'm the best She's in the a world. mermaid. <laughs> She's a mermaid. Oh, yeah. She's hot. She's like, she just feels much comfier, much better, much more of herself in the water. And she caught like nine small fish. fish. (laughs) She's her best self. Yeah. The confidence. I respect it. I think it's great. Speaking of people who are Danny's girl and have a lot of confidence. Yes. (laughs) Come get your girl, Danny. (laughs) Tiffany is doing her thing. She's doing her thing. In the Yellow Tribe. She's, she saw Evie talking to Xander. Now she wants Evie out. Evie's the root of all of her problems. She's yeah. talking to Xander. She's like literally like rolling her eyes and making faces at the camera every time Xander talks. Tiffany makes my skin crawl. Like oh. I just, I just don't like, I, I she just drives me crazy. <laughs> She's great television, but it's also yeah. like fear factor where I'm like, oh my God, there's a tarantula on your face. Yeah, she, I I truly just enjoy her. Be- also, I was like, ah, I, 
I don't think yellow team's in trouble this week. They really lucked out having Xander on their team. <laughs> he is an absolute beast. And since when? I was thinking, that, like, how did Green end up being so bad? I, don't ask me the name of their tribes, okay? Because no, I, I don't know. remember. I, <laughs> I just go by the color. Well, both of them have, like, one of them's, like, Uwa, and the other one's, like, Uva. And it's, like, yeah, call and then one there's, of like, them. Uva. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I can't keep track. I'm sorry. Um, but call one of green... them Johnson. A real yeah. American. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, how did Green end up being so bad? Like, Ricard, you'd think, would be pretty good at comps. Shan it, is why? fit. Why would She's he? She's kick-ass. She looks kick-ass. He looks, I mean, yeah, he seems like a fit, I don't know. He seems like a fit guy. I mean, all blue has like, a literal NFL player on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The blue team clearly, and they have all these people, so they have the pick of the litter. And Nasir, uh, the who's strongest. like, I've been living off the land since I was a child. Yeah, Nasir's a comp king. I don't need Nathan to come down here. I'll tell no. Nathan how to pick a coconut. <laughs> exactly. But, but yeah, I just, uh, I they really fu- dropped the ball and fucked up. Um, speaking of green team, their tribal council was really funny to me because there's only three of them. <laughs> so I want to back it up just a little bit. I want to okay. back it up after the the uh, competition is over. So I was just legitimately confused over who had what advantages and why mm-hmm. Shannon and Ricard were pissed off at each other and like about to like evict each other and just blow up what, what was like this this tight duo right so this is where our listeners who are true fans are going to be like these fucking casuals because here's my read on it remember how shan got jd's vote thing yeah she gave it to ricard yeah and then she got to go on the second on the on the second journey Uh uh-huh um I think she got something from that. No, she didn't. Liana. She gave it to Liana. (laughs) Well, then Jeannie found something, right? Jeannie found... Jeannie found the... No. Jeannie... Jeannie found the broccoli. I'm calling it the broccoli because their line was like, broccoli looks like trees or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Jeannie found it and didn't want to open it yet. Yeah. Shan took it opened it and then found another piece of paper and tied it up and made it look like it had never been opened and just left it there. So Shan got it. Shan got that safety power, I believe. Yeah. And then she also gave JD's extra vote to Ricard. And then, okay, right. So, and then Shan was saying to Ricard, you need to give me that thing back. (laughs) Yes, you got to give me both powers back or else I can't trust you. And I and like Shan right. a lot. Yeah. But I think she was being somewhat unreasonable. Totally. He, I was team Ricard. I was like, and why would he do this? No. Also, like, if you guys work together so well, you can find a common solution of like, oh, let's hold each other's, uh, you know, let's swap powers or let's bury them both here to, like together in front of our eyes, like to, you know, that we trust each other. There could have been some solution other than Shan being like, you need to give me both powers or else I might vote you out and I can't trust you, which I just, I, obviously, I think that might have just been played up. That might have just been one conversation of 20 conversations that were had that afternoon where they initially, where they came together and hugged and were like, okay, we're both voting out Jeannie. Right. So it, it, there was a lot of drama. I also couldn't totally follow it. Also, I think Shan was just being a, was being a little bit unreasonable. She was for sure. Um, Old thirty four year old. What do you, what do you got? You know. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, I don't blame Ricard at all for standing his ground. I was like, good for him. Okay, before we get to tribal, just real quick. Speaking of like all these advantages and how confusing it is, I just loved 
I love Survivor because there are all these rules and all these like sneaky things, but then people can seemingly do whatever they want, <laughs> including like search Xander's bag. <laughs> like they just went and start looked for his bag. I was like, well, can they steal it now? Can they yeah. throw it away? I love that about Survivor. It's just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Here's all these things. Go through someone's personal belongings, rip things apart. It's fine. Whoever's got the conch can speak. Yeah. So Whoever's true. got the rock over the other person's head, you know, has the power. Whoever's got the food, like, you know, I saw so much. I, I watched the probably four or five seasons of Survivor uh, between the, the last two ones. And and so many things are like people finding or like accidentally finding other people's idols because they were like drying out. They're they're trying to be nice and just like, oh, I'm hanging up everyone's clothes because we were all in the water and like the idol falls out or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Know. Okay, so tribal council. Tribal council, sorry. Yes. No, no problem. So there's the green team, the worst team. They've lost the most people. There's only three of them left. I just loved, with all this knowledge, it doesn't stop Ricard and Sean from being like, we are the best strategists in this game. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, I took um, that as well, where it was like, <gasps> Well, you were kind of de deciding between like loyalty and strategy. And it's like, they kind of framed it as like, Jeannie is this incredibly truthful and loyal person. And that's her strategy. And that's what she's strong at in the game. And Shan is a great, she gets things done. She's the, the house. Closer. She's the yeah. closer. She's the Senate majority whip. She whips the other senators into making sure the vote happens. Right. And Ricard is the master strategist. He comes up with all the strategy and he gets Shan to do it. I'm sorry. When did this happen? Yeah, I know. <laughs> when did that any of that happen? When your team was losing and everyone was voting, like there's when there were four people left last week or when there were five, you know, it's like, it's how much whipping did it's you like, have to okay, do? Okay. You guys got out Sarah week one or day one, who was the worst at the challenge. And you guys did a pure, like the person who was worst at the challenge got voted out. Brad, who didn't have a good relationship with many people other than Jeannie and is like nine feet fucking tall and looks like, uh, sideshow bob and is like going around running around being a sneaky motherfucker you voted yeah. him out next and then jd who was also being sneaky and you guys decide like where was the master strategy here where was the tiffany move where was the dr will move for lack yeah. of a better term here ricard i like ricard but hold on like none of these moves i don't think have been like super like strategy guy honestly no. getting out voce is weird like is was more of a strategy move than yeah. any of these moves oh I'm yeah sorry. i think tiffany is a better strategist than both of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you don't know i mean her strategy is chaos yeah <laughs> but it is a strategy Which is valid I, it's valid um yeah i just thought they both needed a little bit of humble pie but maybe that'll come because next week it's possibly the merge. Is it? So, I don't know. It was going to be I confusing. Watched, I think it was Survivor Philippines where they had three tribes and one tribe literally went to final to tribal council in the first part of the game every single week. And none of the other tribes went once to tribal council. I think maybe one tribe went once and, and that team had a week off. And they literally got down to two people in the tribe and they – for a week or two, they split up those two people and they said, one of you gets a a yellow buff, one of you gets a green buff. You're splitting up and going into each of these existing tribes. And mm. then a merge happened. So granted, I haven't seen all 41 seasons of uh, Survivor. So I, I've right. seen that before when one tribe gets down to two. Maybe they just merge it. Maybe they split them up. Maybe they do an entire reshuffle where like everyone gets shuffled up into new tribes and maybe there's two. Um We'll see. I don't know. Did, did you watch the um, next week on? And yeah. Well, that's why I was confused because did they Jeff's say it's like, a merge? And everything no, I just said was a, like stupid. No, that's the thing. Well, Jeff goes drop your buffs, and they all like are like, "Yay, uh, woo, fine, we're taking off our tribe things." But then, but then Jeff is like, "Except," or he's like, "But," and so it's like something sneaky and tricky and new yeah, is going to happen. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So. 
maybe there might be two tribes. Lots still. of shocked facial reactions. Lots of Nasir being like, that. whoa. <laughs> they always do that. That's the least so, surprising part. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, either way, fun episode. It's just uh, there's always a shock full of action in these episodes. Yeah, I know. It was it was great. I'm still not like in love with everybody here. But I will say, like, I mean, I like Shannon I Ricard faves. a lot. We have a lot of time with Shannon Ricard every yeah. week because that yeah. poor team <laughs> keeps going to tribal council. Um, we'll see. I, I want to see more of the blue team. Honestly, I, I just want to see how them how they play because it's like right now it's just it's just oysters and and lobster and I totally mashed agree. Potatoes. It's yeah, it's because the green team is just so bad um, that we're stuck learning a lot about them. And yeah, nothing against them. But I also would love to see a little more of the blue and not just because it's got my king and queen, Sydney and Nasir on it. Oh, my gosh. Um, Anything else? Shall we move on? I don't think so on Survivor. Oh, well, we we have some questions about Survivor, so we we should get to those while we're on it. So Marcella, also known as J-Probe Simples on Twitter, which I love. How do we feel about the intense slow-mos in the latest episode? Oh, the shot yeah. of Ricard tragically missing the target for the loss. I mean, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love, can I just say a Twitter thing I love is when people say, my God. <laughs> it's so good. Um I loved it. So what's funny is I we I saw this tweet before I actually watched the episode because um, I only watched it last night. And so I knew to look out for the slow-mo. You were Leo DiCaprio watching the, the exactly. slow <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I saw it and I pointed at the screen. I thought, said that right there. But it was great. It was really well edited, that comp, because, um, yeah, you had, I believe Nasir was still doing it for the blue team. Uh, Xander had already won it for yellow. And so it really was back and forth. It could have been either of them. They made a pretty good comeback from being behind, but Ricard just buffed it in slow-mo too. And it sucks because his his bag hit it. It just didn't knock it over. Yeah. So I loved it. I loved the artistic choice. Also, Ricard is very handsome, I must say. Oh, yeah. So he, he could really hold that slow-mo. I love the long gray hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One day. One day for me. Speaking of, handsome. we have a few more survivor questions. I do want to, while, while we're on Jay Probst's dimples, did you yes. see, I don't know, maybe they didn't have it in your version, but they cut to commercial once and there was a selfie video, like clearly in Jeff Probst's backyard, where he's <laughs> like, hey guys, that was fun, right? If you want to have f- more fun like that and win a million dollars, you should sign up for to be a contestant on Survivor.com or whatever. And it was just, it was just really weird because it was you were right up in his face. He was like just holding his iPhone in front of his face with the back. I, didn't I would get, say the I back didn't camera of his iPhone. Well, I, yeah, I, I watched it commercial free, so I didn't see it. Commercial free is the way to be. However, mm-hmm. this was, I don't know, it was just shocking. And he, he, he is aware, like, obviously they have a producer telling him like what the sort of act out is. So he's like, that's, that challenge was a lot of fun. Blue, blue team almost got away with it or whatever. Like he says something that like makes a lot of sec, um, a lot of sense in context coming out of that commercial or coming out of that, that segment. I don't know. It was just weird. I was very up close with Jeff Probst's dimples. Um, so yeah. just want to call good it out. dimples. Jeff, Jeff's looking good. His voice is better. He's healthy. He's happy. He's really happy. He's yeah. just happy to be there. You know, the <laughs> oh enthusiasm. I'd be happy to be <laughs> Jeff Probst. Yeah, 100%. Um, another question from Etulinator. When do you think we will see this shot in the dark business? Do you think it will be satisfying or ultimately a flop? <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't seen it yet. Like everyone's kind of saving it, but like, I don't know. Why didn't Jeannie do it? Because I guess you don't vote. Right. I guess you would like, I guess there's a greater chance that you would, that someone flips with you than like you win that safety sort of thing. Uh, I guess everyone's just saving it for the end game. So like, we're probably going to yeah. see a lot of it in like a month or two and just none of it right now. I just don't think it's that 
appealing, frankly, because it's you roll a dice and then you maybe <laughs> can have a shot at like that does not sound I'd rather just have a good uh, alliance or I don't know, have the immunity idol. Like it does not sound worth uh, worth doing to me. I'm very well, risk averse. It's not a flop is if they get that slow-mo camera in there. Oh, and yeah. It's like the dice tumbling. Like, oh, <sighs> my God. I love that. What's the... Oh, it's... um. Have you ever seen the film... <laughs> now I'm going to forget the name. Wait. With Robert Redford <laughs> and Demi Jumanji? Moore. No. Indecent Proposal. No. Oh. Well, in Indecent Proposal... Uh, let me just give you a... I'm aware of down. the synopsis. Oh, you know. Okay. Well, in case yeah. any listener doesn't know... Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson are a young hot couple, and they're just trying to keep their head afloat because they've been hit by financial strain. The economy. So they do what any young hot couple would do, which is they go to Vegas and bet their savings. And for a while, they go on a hot streak. They're winning. They're feeling good. Woody Harrelson's rolling those dice. But then, as it always does, the house wins, and there's an intense slow-mo shot of the dice rolling to the number they want and then it keeps rolling and then because like later on because they need money so bad Demi Moore agrees to sleep with Robert Redford for a million dollars it's a great that's movie that's the indecent proposal yeah great movie highly recommend checking it out but I expect if anyone plays shot in the dark on Survivor a slow-mo as intense as that slow-mo from the film and then you can sleep with Jeff for a million dollars. That's wild too. Like in the, like I feel like most people would pay to sleep with Robert Redford. At well, a time. that's why. Oh, such good casting because that that's the thought, right? Of like, first of all, yeah, it's Robert Redford, handsome AF, and yeah. charming, a movie star. And in the movie, he's not creepy at all. I mean, it's a weird thing to suggest, but like he's just in love with Demi Moore. And so he's like, listen, I just want to spend some time with you. I respect you, actually. I want to no. make your dreams come true. How much have you seen this movie? I've seen this movie many times. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Listen, in the, in the 90s, there was like a run of just like mainstream smut. <laughs> and <laughs> this is one of them. And I loved it. Do you know that movie I started watching? I oh, got about halfway through. I'd never seen it before. Uh, also smutty. Also in Vegas. I'd never seen it before, and it's I, it's referenced a lot. It won some gold for our guy Nicolas Cage leaving mm, Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas, yeah. That movie I got halfway through. That movie sucks. Well, that movie is much more rough. Like I would say, Indecent Proposal <laughs> is sensual. <laughs> um, there, there's some violent, violent stuff in Leaving Las Vegas that we don't like. We don't want to see that. No, it it just also it's just like. It's very 1993, <laughs> and it just—I don't know—it just sucks. It just Vegas wasn't had good. a real 90s moment. There was also honeymoon in Vegas, which is sort of the same plot as Indecent Proposal, but it's like the goofy version, where James Caan really wants to get with Sarah Jessica Parker, but she's married to Nicolas Cage. No, I'm pretty sure it's Nicolas Cage. James Caan's a cutie as well. Yeah, again, yeah, it's. Uh, same thing. Because it's like an obvious no if it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> right. It's like, it's very easy to turn that down. You got to give some suspension of disbelief. <laughs> Anyways, uh, other other survivor questions. Um, I think. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, there's others. There's like it. grab bag questions, but there's not survivor questions. Right. Um, so let's get to some other things we want to talk about and then we'll figure the other questions. So we both, we tweeted about this. We sent this to each other in an absolute fervor. We're now starting the segment of the podcast called, Hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. What's <laughs> up? Walking and talking with Aaron. Yep. The Being the Ricardos trailer was released and it looks great. So I didn't, I don't think you knew either. I watched this trailer. I knew Nicole Kidman was playing, what's her face? Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball. I want to call her <laughs> Betty Boop. That's that's a cartoon <laughs> character. Uh, I knew about that, was, that this was in production. 
Yes. Uh, I kind of forgot about it, but I'm watching it and it's it's clearly a teaser. They don't really show very much of her. Lots I of lo- walking and talking, lots of old timey Hollywood. Um, Kidman's Kidman's doing Kidman voice. Like I, I don't know. It doesn't She's sound doing like her American accent. Like it could be. It it doesn't sound like Lucille Ball. Not really. Not sounds to like me. Nicole Kidman. I mean, Nicole Kidman's like I am one of the best actors alive, and I can almost barely do one American accent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. And that's it's- the one you're getting. If you're paying Kidman, if the checks go into the Kidman account, that's the voice you're getting. Yeah, and you just have to be okay with it. You have to realize that she's not an impressionist. Like, we're not doing, she's not in this role because she's going to do an incredible Lucille Ball. She's going to bring a humanity to Lucille Ball that maybe an impressionist wouldn't be able to do. That's why you hire uh, Nicole Kidman. Lucille in the movie Lucille Balls that she's going to be at the chocolate factory and it's going to be this famous scene where she is eating all the chocolates and the chocolate factory is going insane and the director goes cut that was horrible Lucy get out of here you're fired and Lucy goes to her dressing room and cries and reveals herself to be a 55 year old Australian woman <laughs> um, yeah it's a little I, I can't I can't decide if it's brilliant or if they're scared to not sh- they didn't show her at all as Lucille it's I mean, just I a think- very fun voiceover <laughs> where she's like I'm the hottest shit in town like it was it's a great voiceover the writing is listen you all oh, know how we feel the well, writing this is the thing <laughs> I'm watching this and then at the end it's like money shot Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem, written and directed for the screen by Aaron Sorkin. I was oh, like, holy Andy. shit, Aaron Sorkin wrote a fucking Lucille Ball movie? Oh my God, what's wrong with this world? I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready for for this take. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, yeah, they didn't show her. So we'll see. But it's uh, supposedly coming out in theaters, but also on Amazon Prime. Thank it's you. It's very much coming out on Amazon. Jeff Bezos. Um, I take back what I said about Whole Foods. So we support this kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. content. <laughs> so we're both extremely excited about this. Film. If you want to see the Lucille, the sequel to the Lucille Ball movie, go to Whole Foods and buy as much. It's like yeah. the highest margin thing they could possibly have. Get those I mangoes. Know. I don't mangoes. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're amped about that. Then I wanted to bring up another trailer because I don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast, but obviously yeah. this is going to be a major pop cultural moment. Um, it is the Batman starring the Robert Pattinson. This trailer came out. Actually, it didn't get as much attention as I think most superhero stuff does. It felt it got a little... A bunch. It got a bunch. People were... I don't know. Maybe it's because it came out a while ago now, so it feels not that Yeah, who knows exciting. what happened last week. Yeah, so true. But I watched, and my whole thing is that, like, I have my favorite Batman, and... Kilmer. I, no. Clooney. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like, unbothered by the new ones because I'm like, the perfect one has already existed. I, I don't need to worry about this. Uh, let them try new ones. You know, it's like, go uh, go ahead, kids. Have fun. That's such a boomer <laughs> take that the Michael Keaton one is the best. It is the best. What are you talking about? I don't know. I, those Who do you think good. is best, Ben? What? Ben Affleck. Oh, Affleck is pretty good. <laughs> um, somewhere between Adam West and Christian Bale. I just, I don't. <laughs> I don't I'm not serious about the Adam West okay. part. Okay. <laughs> the Christian Bale movies are by far the like only really good ones. The rest no, of them all I, suck. I, I 100% disagree. And I think your Christopher Nolan Stan is showing because I totally disagree. They're so gray. And they started the whole trend of every movie having to be gray. I Just like because the color. other filmmakers misunderstand the form of realism, of naturalism, Christopher Nolan is trying to that, do it. Though. Isn't Christopher Nolan's fault? I don't want that in a superhero movie. I want a goofy ass, but still grounded villain like Jack Nicholson's Joker. What was grounded about that? 
Oh, he was genuinely scary. That's what's grounded. He was genuinely threatening. I was scared of him. They should make all sorts of Batman movies. Like, yeah, this is DC's thing anyways. It's like, oh, we have two Jokers. We're going to have a fucking third Joker if we want. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Why don't they... Something I've been saying, like, informally for sometimes, like, why doesn't Edgar Wright make a wacky Batman movie? A, like, Adam West-style, bajoinkers, G-willikers Batman movie? He should make a Riddler movie. I feel like that's up his alley. Dano. Yeah. Anyways, so, we got to yeah. talk about the vi- you want to talk about the villains in this film. Well, so they they really put a lot of characters into this movie. So we got Batman played by R. Pats, and then we've got Zoe Kravitz playing Catwoman. Excited for that. I'm sure she'll be good. Um, and then we have Paul Dano as the Riddler. Also, we don't see fun. much of him. He's, no. he's he's a I mean he's a weirdo like. Good casting. Yeah, if we we're get ninety five percent of his "There Will Be Blood" performance as the Riddler, like we're happy. Yeah. And then the most exciting to me was obviously my man Colin Farrell putting on a very intense accent as the Penguin and a very Colin intense Farrell. set of prosthetic jowls. Yeah, it was very Dick Tracy. Um, I liked it. I like it. That's the see. That's the kind of performance I look for in a Batman film. Over the top, goofy, but still a menace, a menacing quality. So, did you know that they're making a Penguin television series starring Carl Colin Farrell? I did not know that. This is breaking news to me, but I find that very exciting. So this seems to be DC slash Warner Brothers thing is like they have a movie come out and then at the end credits is it going to be instead of like the teaser for the next movie, it's going to be like, by the way, we got a television show. Subscribe to HBO Max, you dummy. Because (laughs) the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad ended and the post credit scene who cares? The movie came out like three months ago. If you're going to see it, you're going to see it. And this is the end yeah. of the credits. The post credit scene of The Suicide Squad is John Cena's character is actually alive. And he's probably being conscripted into hitting more bad guys in the face or something. And yeah. lo and behold, January something, if the John Cena Suicide Squad spinoff TV show is coming out. Right. Where it's his character going around punching people in the face. That's, what uh, it all, all that's what's going now. to happen after this movie is like mm-hmm. the penguin is actually alive and he has to uh, open up a law firm. I just and, hope, oh yeah, he has with to, a risk of heart attack. Yeah, he has to pair up with a LA cop to solve crimes. Yeah, um, starting a family, and the uh, the father died in the seventies, and it's a uh, you know it's very emotional. It's a very emotional television show. It's set in Chicago, I, by the way, too. I can I just say people are by people I mean my TikTok algorithm really trying to push Chicago and Philly on me as cities. It's like a, I'm getting a lot of content from those cities, and oh. I don't I don't need it. I was no making, disrespect, yeah. no disrespect to those cities. But uh, I've never been to Philadelphia. Um, been to Chicago a few times. Had a nice time every time I was there. It's just not just not for me. I think they're perfectly nice. Yeah, I've been to both. I think they're perfectly fine places to live, but I don't need to see like a ton of content of people who live there. Anyway. What are you getting? Like, (laughs) yo, this is the real John right here, right here. This is the cheesesteak John. Yeah, it's like a day of eats in Chicago, Illinois. Or like like my day as an attorney in Philly. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sure this is great, but why am I getting so much of it? I've never lived in these places. They should know to send me Toronto or New York content only. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I've i got a soft spot for the Penguin. I loved Danny DeVito's take on the Penguin. I love the initial plan of the Penguin, which was to have an army of little penguins. <laughs> and they, like, kidnap all the children of Gotham. I so thought that I, was cute. I don't know that much about, like, Batman lore and stuff. And I think the, the Batman Returns film... I mean, hey, man, they're they're doing they're doing their interpretation of it, but the penguin is not a penguin man. He's he just like a, a disgusting man. old guy. No, he he's should a be gangster. A- he runs this 
squad of he runs this gang and he's a disgusting, decrepit old man whose features are bird-like because he's so old and gross. (laughs) I thought I didn't know that. I thought he was actually literally half penguin. Yeah, yeah. What you saw the one movie where they're like, uh, yeah, he's a penguin he in this out. one. He's, he he's a bird out. man. Yeah, she gives birth to a half penguin, half baby. And uh, Pee Wee Herman plays the dad. And he's like, what have you done? Uh, I loved it. I tell you I what, though, it was a very inspiring film because Michael Keaton saw it and was like, wow, bird, man, <laughs> bird, man. <laughs> Hated that movie, by the way. You what? Oh, my God. Didn't we talk about it? I feel like we podcasted through it. I gotta watch it. I liked it. I, I liked will it. never see that movie again. Uh, last thing to discuss, uh, and it can be quick because Brett hasn't seen it, but I, it's something I've been watching on the Netflix. It's called Made. It stars Margaret Qualley, daughter of Andy McDowell, who is also in the show, who plays her mom in the show. Margaret Qualley from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Brett. I'm pointing at the screen right now. (laughs) (laughs) I just like this show. It's about this gal who's got a daughter. She has left her abusive husband, but she's like, shit, I have no money. And it is just her trying to make some money and live her freaking life. And every single problem gets in her way. And they do this very stressful thing where they show her bank account on the screen and how every time she makes a purchase, it goes lower and lower. And it's very stressful. But I like it because it makes me feel good, (laughs) honestly, about my life. I I have stresses in my life too, but I'm like, well, at least I don't have this fucking number popping up on the screen every time I need to buy a food for my child. You know, it makes me feel good. I mean, I remember being in my in my twenties and and not having that much of it. I mean, I still, you know, in a way, I still am like concerned over my finances. But you of have the course. idea of what your bank account is, and you're like, all right. I guess I'm seeing a movie tonight. I know exactly <laughs> what my bank account is going to look like tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And then it's not. And then it's lower. It's always lower. It's never higher. Right. They do a good job of doing that. And it stresses they just me throw, out just hearing about it, though. I think it's probably very, uh, you know, I think a lot of people actually are going through this in America and all over the world. Oh, where, yeah. You know, financial insecurity and... um you have a child and you have a partner who are they're not your partner anymore, but they've made life even worse for you. And then the legal system is so confusing and like any form of social security is so confusing. So that all is very realistic and it's just very interesting. And I, th- I think really well done. So if you're interested in a show that's kind of stressful, check out Made. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching on Netflix right now. I'm watching slowly The Chair. I heard bad things. It is enjoyable, but also incredibly stressful for like a half hour comedy. Okay. And I, I've been having a hard time. There's only like six episodes and I've been having a hard time getting through it because like some of it is so charming and I like living with these people in this New England, you know, liberal arts college. But there's a lot of stuff about like free speech on college campuses and the perception of racism or or things like that on college campuses and students feeling one way and faculty mm. feeling another and but it's also played in a somewhat farcical manner where you're like okay so these like the students are kind of taking these this thing out of I don't know there's a lot there's a lot in there and you're like oh god I just don't want to deal with like the politics of like speech on on campus life right now so even though right. I enjoy the show it's just it's too much stress for me yeah, sometimes you want to. Sometimes I want something stressful. Sometimes I don't. I I love Sandra O. Oh, so she's fantastic. The just, the more interesting Duplass brother is in it. Which one's that? Not Jay. Jay. No, I he's more interesting just because he's in less stuff. The other one's I, overexposed. Hell no. He's like Kevin Hart at this point. How dare you? I Mark Mark Duplass is yeah. the best. Plus. 
well, clearly, he, I mean, he's he he's on, he, he's in the morning show, which I haven't seen. He's in a lot of television shows. Don't get me started on if anyone has actually watched season two of the morning show, please write in and tell us your thoughts, because I watched the first season. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. And I'm tempted to do a hate watch of the second season. Oh. But I need I need someone to tell me about it first. But there is a film that Mark Duplass is in. I never had any feelings about Mark Duplass. Until I saw him in this movie called Tammy, starring Melissa McCarthy as well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, like, Melissa McCarthy's doing her Melissa McCarthy thing. She's just, like, you know, over the top, like, a pretty bad person. <laughs> and he's just, like, this normal guy who thinks she's so hot. And that is hot. And so since then, I've kind of had a thing for Mark Duplass. Is it like, okay, is it just like the opposite of all movies leading up to Tammy where it was just like, Adam Sandler is 40 years old and yeah. farts and is gross. And exactly. like, here's Kate Beckinsale or whatever. who's like, <laughs> yes. I'm in love with you, big daddy. Yes, 100%. It's just so refreshing. And I just think he's very natural. And does like, like he is. I mean, he is. I mean, job. like, he, he, I mean, doing all these mumblecore movies, it is. It's it's an incredibly natural style of performance to the point of like you kind of can't even understand what they're saying half of the time. And it's like it's all about how it's just extremely lived in and extremely understated the performances. So yeah, like putting him in bigger things. Yeah, you do get these very they, natural performances. A hundred percent. And he brings he brings heat. Let me oh, just yeah. say. They have chemistry and it's very hot. So since then, <laughs> we love it. You guys know I have a whole thing. I've talked about it in this for in this episode. I like smut. <laughs> I like chemistry. I don't like sexless Marvel movies. I like when there's a little heat, a little. So we're not doing something. the uh, Eternals next week. Don't get me started. I'm up. I, I'm up. I I can't take it. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who any of those characters are. No, nobody does. <laughs> like, I, it's the fact that Angelina Jolie's in this movie supposed to get me excited. Is the fact that what is Kumail, it? Two thousand three. Yeah, Kumail got in shape so as to make me excited because it it doesn't. I don't care. It's not like him being in shape means that he's gonna have a hot, sexy romance in the movie because he's not. They don't. That's not what those movies are for. So what's it? What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, one final question. It's related. Oh, yes. Mini Cthulhu, what is your favorite streaming service right now? Um, it's such a good question. Also, I mean, do you even have streaming up there? You have Netflix. We have Netflix and we have um, we have Prime. Okay. You can get, we had Disney Plus, but I canceled it because it's not as good as American There's Disney nothing Plus. on it. There's nothing on it. Well, there's even less on it in oh, Disney gosh, Plus yeah. Canada. Oh, I wow. don't know if there's like international rights issues or something, but anytime 100%. like I'd look online and be like, you can watch this title on Disney plus like some movie. So I'd be like, great. I'd go not available. Very upsetting. So I yeah. canceled it. Screw you, Disney, the mouse. You rat. Mickey Mouse is actually a Viacom <laughs> property north of uh, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I have Paramount Plus. <laughs> um, I And then I have like this Canadian service called Crave, oh, <laughs> which yeah. is how I watch HBO stuff. Um, I, I would say Crave is probably my favorite at the moment just because I didn't realize literally until Sunday night that there is a live TV component of it. So I could watch Succession live. Oh, now, that's a game changer. I yeah. do kind of miss live TV like cable, I have to say. I have YouTube TV. And I mean, also, I spend a lot of my spare time and not spare time watching live sports. That so. was my favorite. YouTube TV was a great service with a great They interface. don't have it in, in Canada? Nope. Hulu Does Hulu have live sports in Canada? I don't know. I Hulu don't know. Has Hulu live he, TV. I don't think Hulu exists in oh Canada. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wow. So, wait, but we do have one last question, actually. So I wasn't going to read it. I was going <laughs> to let you read it because I uh, didn't know if you wanted to address it. I will. I will happily address it. So the Saboteur BB, I think maybe follows me on TikTok <laughs> because it's the only place I've really brought this up. But so 
The question is, so are we going to address how in 21 years and nine months, there may be a Hey Julie baby running around the BB house? So the math is a little off, <laughs> but <laughs> but just to share some good fun news, I am pregnant. Yay. I'm expecting a baby girl in January. Um, so, you know, if we if I do my job right, then yes, there will be, hopefully she will appear on would you allow your child to go on American <laughs> reality television? Answer yes. me. Yeah. Oh, wow. My entire life has been leading me up to creating the perfect Big Brother contestant. I will train her. I will oh, mold wow. her. And You're I will hide the hide the idols in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna let her know. She better get her ass in gear and make it on before she's 24, or she'll officially be like the old person in the cast. So we gotta get this I right. Have I have an idea. Okay. Nothing but slot for 20 years. <laughs> Very so she gets easy in for me. Like, oh, you losers are on slop. And she's like, I was born in the slop, <laughs> molded by it. Exactly. I'm I'm ready to do that. I I couldn't I wouldn't be prouder, you know, if she ended up being a doctor. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll see. But yes, uh, very exciting news here. So we're just in terms of podcast stuff, we're going to keep on podcasting through it, baby. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited. Yeah, I'm exactly. excited. <laughs> as long as I don't. Yeah, I hear it's hard having a baby, but we'll see. I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to let you make many of these decisions on, mm -hmm. as to like whether or not you can talk to me for an hour. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try. Um, one thing I. Um, like we already knew we were old. We already knew we were going to be like the old people on Big Brother when we eventually are on Big Brother. Yeah. Oh yeah. But now, not only am You're I going to be old, I'm the fucking mom. Hey, well, you could be like Tara on BB Canada Nine. We yeah. liked Tara. She yeah. was a young mom. She was a spunky mom. It just comes with its own bag of you know. You can <laughs> stuff to you can with. add. We, we can bring a new perspective to this pod of when someone's like, "I am a father." <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'm like, what I'll does be able that to mean? Relate. <laughs> um, but so that's it. Thank you guys so much for your questions, for your comments. Um, we'll have lots more next week because we'll see what the frick happens on Survivor um, and whatever else in pop culture. So thank you for listening. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. <laughs>